This is Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers. This is Sean Peck from Cage and Death Dealer. This is Jason Kaiser, vocalist of Origin. Hey, this is Cam Pipes from Three Inches of Blood. Hi, this is Diana van Giesbergen from Xandria, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Listeners, welcome to the podcast. Tonight, we have a very special guest joining us. Coming to us all the way from Germany is none other than Mr. Ralph Schiefers of Power Pace, Gamma Ray, and of course, currently one of the bastions of heavy metal, Primal Fear. Ralph, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Brian. So, Ralph, with technology playing such a huge part in the music industry these days, especially in the distribution of that music, what's one of the key issues you feel artists are facing right now? I still have the opinion that is it's not fair to, to just release music for free, you know. I know, I know, I also see the other side as a customer, what I say, as a, as a guy who's, who's just enjoying music and, and wants to get it. I also see that the purses of the people are not that full anymore because of the same problems uh, in, in the industry out there, not getting paid well or whatever. And of course, yeah. the offer is also immense and huge, for the offer of bands. So I see, you know, it's, it's always seeing both sides of it. But the first, the first side I said, that's the major thing that the industry just slapped a lot and we have to suffer for it, from it. And it always was like that, you know, in the 80s where the metal stuff was really big and everything and, and uh, people earned a lot of money out of it. Yeah. Still back then, the industry and the companies, the record companies, they they cut the biggest part of the cake back then and they still cut the biggest part part of the cake right now, which uh-huh. which is a very small cake. So. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I blame grunge. That's what I blame. <laughs> yeah. So, um... You know, you you know, you you've had all these great bands that you have have been a part of, and it seems to me, you know, even uh, back from Tired Pace, you know, Gamma Ray, and you know, all the band, you know, the solo careering with the sort of different music you did a little on that album, uh, and then of course Primal Fear, your your voice has remained constant. Um, the, you know, do you see the same thing? Do you think your voice has changed over the years, or, or have you kept that same? You know, you have kind of an iconic voice, I'd say. Thank you, first of all. Uh, and I, yes, I think it changed a little bit, and, and that's just natural. I mean, I've, I've been screaming my ass up now for 33, 34 <laughs> years. Right. Because I started screaming and never thought about any technique back then. But nowadays, it's pretty much vocal health and uh, right. be, uh, being smart in handling it. Just uh, taking care of it, drink a lot of water and uh, get a humidifier or whatever. 
And sometimes right. you just can't prevent the problems, and, and you can hear it there. It's just also natural because we are not machines; we're human beings, you know. And uh, absolutely. And it's the same with a vocalist. The most important thing is not to put uh, put myself so much under pressure. You know, if it's not working, yeah. it's not working. You can't change it. So that's the way it right. is. But you know, yeah. I'm pretty pretty happy that it's still lasting so so long, and uh, wow. I'm gonna be in my fifth. 50s next February, so <laughs> knock on wood that, that will continue like that. Has it ever just kind of like given out on you in the middle of a performance? You know, you just have to rest it, you can't go on? Yeah, I mean, during the tour, I don't speak so much anyway. I, I drink just a lot of water during the day and uh, right. don't speak so much. And and yes, I had shows where, of course, uh, the high notes didn't work anymore, so you just <laughs> pick. Uh, the octave lower or whatever, and uh, sometimes as an, another technique also helps, not pushing so much. And also good, nowadays you have the in-ear monitors uh, where you don't have to push so much anymore. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm honest, I use these in-ear monitors just to make myself even louder, so <laughs> because hey. I, I need it loud. Hey, yeah, and I think your fans love it loud, so I think you're doing the good thing there. Yeah. Um, What's the writing process for you guys? Uh, you know, does someone come up with a tune or some words, or you know, how, how does that work? It's pretty much uh, give and take. So everybody is invited to have ideas, and uh, over the years now, Matt and Magnus really are a great writing team, and they send in their uh, playback stuff for me to say. Uh, to, uh, they ask me if I can find lyrics and melodies here and there, and sometimes uh -huh. uh, things are already pre already prepared by Matt. Where he thought he thinks he can uh, just uh, do his ideas on it, and we go through it together and make some changes together, and pretty much teamwork. Swap him uh, back and forth into the internet. Okay. All right. Now metal's you know kind of blown up again, if you will, especially with new melodic death metal sounds. You know, you got death and melodic and thrash and. You know, you can you can name a genre, and there's probably some metal for it. You know, where where do you see metal going in the future? Well, that's a good question. If I would be somehow like a uh, a prophet, <laughs> but the king for a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, the only thing I can say, it would always be there. It would never die. So that's the most important thing for me, and it will <laughs> it will be that way. I mean, we've been through all of it. This and the wheel is not going to be invented anymore because it's already there. And it's the same with metal music. It's just uh, different sectors and, and uh, diversity here and there. And um, yeah, uh, it's hard. It's hard to answer this where it's going to be. But you know, if you asked me ten years ago, maybe I would have answered the same thing. And it's still and it's still there, and it always will be there, in my opinion. Yeah. So. So you know, and, and so you, you know, you guys have a, a certain style, uh, and by, I love that style, by the way. That's not just because of the interview. I'm not blowing smoke up your bit there. I, I love you know your style, your vocal style, and even the sounds of the music as it goes. And so, do you try as an artist to change that style to grow, or do you just kind of write what comes out? Basically, we just write what comes out, and that's the most honest feeling, Brian. Uh, uh, Brian, because music is so much passion and feeling that you cannot say we have to this to do this or to do that. It just comes out, and that's the reason why you have a certain amount of songs when you're in a writing process. Uh, and uh, if you have 
for instance, 20 to 30 songs in the end you can pick from, this is just a big advantage. And, and then you sit, set together a list of songs which might be somehow like a red line in an, for an album. Yeah. And, um, you yeah, know, sometimes there's ballads which don't fit and sometimes they perfectly fit because of the variety in it. And um, when we compose, we just uh, compose the way we feel, like I said. So, And, of course, we also go back into the rehearsing studio to work like we did 20 years ago without uh, sitting on our Pro Tools systems and, and bouncing the <laughs> files together, you know. Yeah. And uh, we will go back to that phase uh, again. Excellent. Excellent. Well, um, and just kind of on a little personal note, Ralph, what, what's one of your hobbies that's non-musical? What do you do to kind of get away from work and relax? Well, it's not really relaxing if you go to the gym, but I try to, to keep myself <laughs> fit, as, as fit as possible. It's not also that. It's not working like it used to be. 15 years ago, but I'm, I'm still happy that I can do what I can do, what I'm doing, and uh, there's not much time left for, do any, for doing any other hobby, so that's basically my main balance to my daily work is to see the gym and uh, just to do fitness. I wouldn't say it's it's bodybuilding, it's really fitness. Hey, that's, that's, that's it. Alright, now, so you, you may have already kind of answered this, but let me just go ahead and ask it anyway to sort of kind of get a wrap up here. What's next for Primal Fear? The next step is like, like, like I said, it's going to be the Christmas show at the Knockout Festival in Karlsruhe here in Germany. And um, till then, like I said, we're collecting new ideas, writing new songs. And in January, there's going to be the 70,000 tons of metal uh, cruise, which we all look yeah. forward. It's going to be the first time for us Excellent. being on such a big boat. And yeah, it's great for us. Uh, we're looking forward, absolutely. And then, of course... Next year, maybe a little bit too early to talk about at the moment. All right, I got that. Excellent, excellent. We'll be happy with whatever. Absolutely, we too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Raw. finally, where can fans get merchandise and music uh, for Primal Fear? Basically, they visit uh, www.primalfear.de, uh -huh. and they have our homepage there, and there's all, it's, Everywhere you can find links with merchandises and, and stuff and where you can buy things. And, of course, to get the music from Frontiers Records in Italy and everywhere in your shop around the corner. <laughs> Excellent. I hope, it's, well, I hope it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, uh, you guys put out a great album and had a great tour. Rolf Sheepers, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for putting out the great music of Primal Fear, and thank you for joining us on the Great Metal Debate Podcast. I appreciate and it. thanks to our listeners. Tune in next time to our next podcast, we have this huge debate and fight about metal music.